Time louder, let's go. The mountains will crumble and the hillside will fade away above my love for you will not end. The amazing, powerful duo of Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz on the Live in Jerusalem, volume number two. And uh, just past the milestone occasion of his uh, 40th birthday, uh, after hearing that incredible duo, I say uh, Boker Tov and welcome to uh, Shlomo Katz. Welcome back to JM and the AM, my friend. And I say to you, good afternoon. <laughs> That's correct. And if I ever do, <laughs> and if I ever do get to Efrat, we could actually use the same greeting <laughs> at, the, right. at the same time, <laughs> which would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, wonderful to speak to you, and happy birthday. You know, um, you have declared, and this is one of the reasons why we're on Facebook Live, one of the reasons why we're doing this interview this morning. And by the way, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. You'll see both uh, Shlomo Katz and myself. And as I always do, I apologize for the uh, microphone in my studio, which takes away a uh, part of my face as we broadcast. Don't worry, we know about it. There's no reason to comment about it. Uh, Shlomo Katz, the, uh, the, the commitment uh, that you made in honor of your 40th birthday which took place this past weekend, is that you would, in fact, uh, compose, record, and release 40 selections, 40 music selections over the next year. You've made good on one of them, which we'll discuss today. Can one actually compose uh, and release 40 compositions in one year? Um, can they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do anything, um, I think, but... 
I did prepare for this decision. So it's not like um it's you know, I'm have to run and get everything out now. So there is but, some material in the hopper. There's some stuff that's ready to roll. <laughs> there's some stuff ready to roll. Baruch Hashem, yeah. And I, I just didn't take something into account is that I realized, okay, take the take off Spira Ooh. and then take off the three weeks. Right. So you're basically putting out, you know, a lot. But Baruch Hashem, look, I, I used to be on the road so much of the year it used to be uh, a lot a lot of music and then Hashem, as my family grew and the gates opened to to um lead a a, a most wonderful community here in Efrat, in eretz israel shirat david and building our own show um i the music took a little bit of a backseat which is more than fine more than okay however i feel very strongly that it's not about me and what i want the, the world needs the music. The world needs Nigunim, and I, and I have still, you know, this this passion to sing with the whole world. And Baruch Hashem, there's there's a lot, a, a lot of treats in the works. Excuse me for focusing for a moment on the logistics. We'll get to the more spiritual stuff in a moment. But it yeah. does sound like, based on the formula you've just outlined, that we're basically talking about one song a week until further notice. Kimat. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and it will yeah. will it be on schedule? Like, is this at Havdallah? Will I find a new song in my <laughs> inbox every week? I mean, how are we doing this? We'll see. I mean, I got to keep you guys a little bit. You know, even little you bit have, better. even you have no idea at this point. <laughs> no, we have a plan. Baruch Hashem, through through uh, through the project that we launched with uh, the Shlomo Katz project that Baruch Hashem we launched right before the whole whole, whole Mishigas with Corona began. Right. We have a format and a great team, and I have a wonderful, wonderful, amazing assistant that's been been a, a real real gift and 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 so many friends that are just part of whatever i do with music so we're in a good place shlomo katz with us jm and the am the big news in honor of his 40th birthday is releasing 40 songs over the next year we'll get to song number one toward the end of this conversation now shlomo it's no secret and i'm sure as you recall your days in los angeles and other places on this globe you know that i'm being uh uh, uh, truthful when I say this, when when men plan their 40th birthday party, very often, or 40th birthday celebration, very often it will include, and no judgment here, but it'll include a, a visit to a casino, a visit to a ballpark, a large lavish dinner, a big wine tasting event as they invite all their friends. Um, tell us what you did in honor of your 40th birthday. <laughs> Yeah, more or less in the same lines. Um, I uh, I was surrounded with, by by uh, it, it actually came about came out to Kimat exactly forty friends. Wow, friends from my community and friends and students that I get to you know people I get to learn with, and we went out to to Marat Machpila and Davin together and an incredible powerful shachris in Hebron. Followed by a Fabrengen in the Gutnik Center, right next door to right next door to the Mara, which you know of. Dafka on the day um, of your birthday. This happened Bo Bayom. Sunday, Chazbe yeah. Sivan, and that and it was the look. I've had birthday parties in Dodger Stadium. I, I mean, oh. you, you brought it up. Oh, full, full disclosure, had, huh? Full disclosure. <laughs> I've had birthday parties when I was a kid in Dodger Stadium. <laughs> I've had all the LA type, of, but this was something that. I I, fe I felt like the luckiest little kid in. Uh, 
So with That's all the 40-year-olds that are enjoying their birthday around the poker table uh, or are enjoying uh, – well, these days there are, there are no ballparks to go, right. to, to go to in these <laughs> days – but who are enjoying a really delicious meal somewhere or having that family barbecue to the nth degree, right. you would still say that you have not an ounce of jealousy based on what you went through on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. Hashem. So did, by the way, did, were you? Th- and I'm not talking about now. You know, those who lived, you know, in past generations. But were, were you thinking of someone Dafka besides me? Because I know, that, I know that that's the direction <laughs> you'd go in. Were you thinking of somebody who you would have loved to have had there Sunday? Like, did you say to yourself, you know, oh, if only Robert Weinberger was here with us, or, or or anybody else that came to mind during the whole experience? Well, without a doubt, I think about him about Kimat anything special that happens uh, in life. But I, uh, yeah, I, I very much was focusing on my brother actually that uh, on Sunday good. morning. Wow. And um a few a few the truth is there were there were other people as well in my thoughts because for the last three weeks we've been getting bombarded with uh people reaching out and saying help me get home. I, what Parnasa, just give give me some help. Help me get home. Location help me make Aliyah help me move. So all those precious souls that were that have been reaching out, you, you were we're totally with us, with all of us. And it actually, that came up in the conversations during around the Fabrengen table about who else is, you know, next, you know, 41st birthday, 42nd birthday, the next person's <laughs> birthday, a bigger table, a bigger dish. The, um, that you referenced your brother in the same sentence that you referenced those who are pining to get to the Holy Land. Are we now, uh, releasing this information that it's in, that, um, that in fact your brother's on his way to the Holy Land soon or, or we don't know yet. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> get, get, get him online. <laughs> you've been you've been on a kick, and that's the wrong word because a a, a an effort as serious as this one, you know, deserves a better word than that. Uh, you've been on this mission uh, to remind everybody, including me, and I appreciate and I appreciate it. I hope everyone else does uh, that now is a very serious time, both in the United States and really around the world. And I'm talking about pandemics. We're talking about protests. We're talking about everything that's going on. Uh, and, and that people during very people should always focus on getting to Israel, but during very serious times, they should very seriously focus on getting to Israel. And have you had a lot of pushback or everyone's like me appreciative that you're on this campaign? Um, a little, a little bit, a little bit of pushback, but I, uh, I understand where it's coming from because I don't take this decision or even the thought process of moving and uprooting your family, I don't think it should be taken lightly or easily at all. Right. So I totally understand it. And I really appreciate people's sincerity because they're at least sharing with me what's going on in their heart. They're at least in tune with what's going on inside of them. That, and that's really what I care about. But I've also been 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 saying this. I mean, man, here's, there was another Jew, a Yiddelah, a great Balmanagan, he had a great nigan. It goes like this, man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. I don't know if you've heard of this Balmanagan named Paul Simon. I certainly have. <laughs> and and I, I, think, I think Brother Paul is the proper brother way. Paul, <laughs> brother P, Brother Pinchasel, whatever his name is. <laughs> right. um, uh, I, I've been saying, meaning Eretz Yisrael and the, and, the, and the call, the call of Rachel Imenu to call, come home is something that I feel in Achrayist every time I have the schus to open my mouth in concert, wherever I am, or in a shir. It's always been like that. 
somehow now it's been kilo this is what i'm this is what you're talking about no it's, i think that's what we hear now because this is what's happening bichlal in the world but eretz israel is is baruch hashem calling calling home for everybody and bezrat hashem we have to daven i i have a big achrayus all of us here in Eretz Yisrael have a big achrayas to rid ourselves of any ounce of judgment towards anyone who hasn't been blessed with the matnas chinam of hearing lech lecha, right. like we have. Right. That's it. Uh, Shlomo Katz with us, facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network, JM in the AM on a Tuesday morning. Um, and by the way, we should point out, you're not one of those people that has no feeling for chutzlaretz. When you, when you talk about Dodger Stadium, I am sure that when you saw the scenes of what happened in L.A. a couple of weeks ago and you're thinking to yourself, you walked those blocks a million times, you know, in your lifetime, I'm sure it, it, it is painful. And people shouldn't just think that you're, you're, you're one of those people who rejects everything having to do with diaspora and, uh, and, and will only focus on Eretz Israel. You understand those who, who call other places around the world home. I did too. It's 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 the way Hashem wanted me to live in this world, having experiencing half of my life there. Absolutely, there was a street, there's a boulevard in LA, Beverly Boulevard. My father was the chazan of a shul on that boulevard in the '80s called Shari Tefillah, right. a school that I went to as a young kid. Yeshiva Yavne back then was on that same strip. I saw a shul that was close by to where I grew up on that street called Etz Jacob vandalized. I saw stores that I remember as a child be put up in, in, in flames. This is, this is hitting home to all of us. But, it's, but that's even much more of a reason to understand that even though we were defining home as a certain thing for so many years, there's another element of home that we just have to kind of redefine as our home. So I'm really glad you brought that up, Nachum. Anyone that's sitting here comfortably or not comfortably, but feels at home in Eretz Yisrael that looks right. at America and says, how could they, how could they? Because six million Yidin were killed. And after six million Yidin were killed, people did whatever they could to just take care of their families at any cost. Correct. It's a bigger picture. And we just have to be in line, we have to be in line with the times and have our hearts open to the calling of each time. No question about it. Shlomo Katz is with us. It's interesting, you know, this week for those of us in the diaspora and fittingly, uh, we are off kilter with our brothers and sisters in uh, in Israel, uh, is Parsha Shlach. You've already had Parsha Shlach, but for us in the diaspora, we're behind when it comes to issues like uh, Aliyah. So therefore, for us, it's delayed by a week. It's all symbolically perfect as far as I'm concerned. I, I have to ask you, you, you sent out to those of us who are uh, lucky enough to be part of your WhatsApp group and, and communicate with you on a regular basis. You sent out Rav Shlomo Kalbach on Parsha Shlach. I'm just curious. How large is that collection? If I asked you for things that for recordings of what Rabbi Shlomo said on Shlach or any parsha, are they multiple? Are there are there many things that you could send me regarding his varts on Shlach? Is he is he heavy on certain parshios and not others? What what is that collection like? Approximately nineteen thousand hours. So yeah, it's it's massive. And there's and plenty there's of Shlach. Oh yeah, because I need more. I need more. Don't let don't let me be so make on last week. I need more schlach from Shlomo Katz. <laughs> uh, we'll get you as much schlach as you want before Shabbos. Absolutely, every parsha. But no, there are definitely parshias that are much more. Right. We have much more stuff. For instance, on parshas tzav or uh, parshas uh, um, 
Shmini. So you have Nadav and Aviv a little bit, but you don't have that much more. Right. But definitely Parshias and Bamidbar. Bamidbar was probably more than anything because he said Bamidbar is the book of mistakes. Wow. He said Bamidbar is a book of mis- big people making big mistakes because the closer you are to where you're supposed to be, the more mistakes you're going to make on the way. And wow! You're closer and closer to Eretz Yisrael and Parshas Bamidbar, Sefer Bamidbar, and that's why it's called the books of mistakes. But we have, we know and Adam Omed al Divrei Torah Elam can nichshav b'hem. It might be called the book of mistakes, but it's the book of acquiring real Torah. And if you Learning think about, if you think about modern Jewish history, as we've gotten close to certain goals, we have made certain big mistakes. Wow! Big mistakes, but that just means you're closer to where you're supposed to be. Right. Wow. I love that. I I love when there's a positive in, in what we generally, you know, uh, uh, think is a terrible negative. Um, we opened up this segment, as you heard. With that piece, you know, it's funny, the, <laughs> a week or two ago, I had, uh, I, I played that Everlasting Love piece from you and your brother, and uh, I was about to interview Sivan Rahav Meir, and she comes on and she says, before anything else, I just have to say, you just brought me back to Ish Kodesh. I said, wait a second, you even have heard that song? I'm just getting into it now. What, has everybody heard about that song already? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the greatest pieces of, I, I call it Nevoah that ever came down to the world through the composer Michal Shapiro. That's from the album we did with the Aish Kodesh community called Only You, the collaboration of a bunch of us last year, wow. put together an album in honor of the shul, Aish Kodesh honoring Rebbe, honoring Rev Weinberger and, and Rebbitson Weinberger at the shul's 26th dinner. And um, that song really, really took off big time. In both a, Hebrew and English. I think that's part, I actually think that's part of the It's Magic. Uh, because people look, Reb Nachman Breslover says you have to do his photos every day, meaning you have to go to a field, you got to go somewhere and talk to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Talk in your own language, he says. Right. Because we, we're in a door that davening three times a day, especially for American Chavra that just don't understand Hebrew, it's not going to cut it. So I think that's why one of the, it's one of the reasons this song and specifically these words are what we need to tune into everlasting love. From Hakadosh Baruch Hu to us, and for us to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Tremendous. Also, um, you know that I know what it's like to be close with a brother. Um, but it seems that, uh, and you've described you and Aton have actually I've seen interviews where you've discussed your closeness growing up, etc. Until today, thank God. But that musical connection that you're able to tune into each other in a musical must bring that whole relationship to a completely different level. Our our musical journeys were obviously very, very influenced from a young age by our Abba, by our Abba Afshalom. Shem should bless him with Arichus Yamim Besimcha Vitov Levav. Amen. So it was always, always there. But my brother and I shared a bedroom on and off till I was about 16, 17. He's two years beneath me, younger than me. And um, that's how it started. In the bedroom, I would have a first part of a nigga, and then I would turn to him and say, Eitan, listen to this. And then he'd be like, that's interesting. Let me let me hold on a second. And then he'd he'd add a part. A bunch of our nigunim are like that, the first ones. Amazing. So we share that, even though we have a very those of us that those whoever that know us, we're very, very different in personality and in, in music also. But when it comes to Avodas Hashem through the music, which is what it's all which which is hopefully what it continues to be, what it's all about, and especially for, for my brother, you forget about. You know, you forget about all those things, and it's so easy to join in that place about what it's all about. So 
that was a moment that was captured at his live in Jerusalem sold out concert this past uh, this past Sukkot. Yeah. Yeah, when people were still <laughs> going places. Right. And right gather. When's right. the last? Was that the last time you were in the same room as him? Was Sukkot the last time you were together? Were you Could here? Be. I could maybe I was I don't you know it's such a blur right now yeah, I don't even it's remember. hard to remember, yeah. um and uh, and and again you'll find it everybody on uh, live in Jerusalem too as uh, Shlomo Katz was a uh, special guest in quotation marks to Eitan Katz's live album, uh, JM and the AM on a Tuesday it's Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network and now the moment we've all been waiting for the. Um, the introductory words that uh, Shlomo Katz will give us about the first song. You know, of all 40, in honor of his 40th birthday, I know they're all special, but the first one, I mean, come on. The firstborn of all 40, Shlomo, is going to have a quite a distinction. What can you tell us about the song Miani? Without a doubt. You nailed it, Nachum. You're on fire today. You nailed it. <laughs> Thank it, you very it, much. It, it is exactly that. Um, Got to come out with the bang. This is, I knew that, uh, and bringing, bringing out this new project, that I wanted it to be something that is, can capture more than anything what, what my tefillah is these days. Because really, I believe you are what you pray for, not what you eat. You are what you daven for. That defines who you are. Me, the, the song is six questions. Mi ani, ma ani, efo ani. Mi ata, ma ata, efo ata. Who am I? What am I? Where am I? Who are you? What are you? And where are you? I could say a lot about this. I'm going to try to keep it very, very short. A number of years ago, I was at one of the most, I would say, discouraging concerts I ever had to play where I felt that the chaver is just not there, the island's not there. The, the, um, I call it like the, the, the remote control concerts where they're just basically like changing channels and I happen to be on wow. where I was just begging, begging the chavra there, please just can you stop schmoozing. And it's worse when I have to beg the rabbanim that are schmoozing in the back of the room, of the, of the, of, of the room with, with whoever, just please for a few minutes, can we not, can we, can we realize this is not a concert? It's just a moment of experience. Let's be together. And it wasn't working. So I decided, let me just sing to myself. I'm just going to dive into myself. And as I decided that, this nigun started pouring out from within, and I, I never sang it before, but I knew it my whole life, very mamish clearly. I knew this nigun. I just had no idea where it came from. <laughs> I sang it over and over again until I remembered it, because I felt a little bit weird pulling out my phone to record this while I was singing. I didn't want to. I also didn't want to forget it. And then a few months later, I was on the bus, on one of our on one of our magical journeys throughout the Ukraine. We were, we were on the bus going from Medjibush by the Baal Shem Tov to the And I guess the ruach of what all these tzaddikim bring down to us pushes us to ask ourselves questions that we think we know the answers to. Just because we know ourselves better than anybody, right? Yeah, we think we do. But I connect mostly to people that no matter what age they're at, are vulnerable enough to ask those questions I'm 50, I'm 70, I'm 20. But who, me, me, and And that's what the Baal Shem Tov, I feel with every teaching of his, he's saying, it's okay, ask. And you're going to love what you're going to find out, but, but you have to ask these questions. 
And the first question Hashem asked Adma Rishon was basically, Efuata, you know, Ayeka. And, the, and we ask Hashem the same thing. Ayeka? Ayemakom Kvoda, where are you? And that's how that Negun was born. The words came down in the bus on the way to the Reb Levi Yitzhak Bedechever. And uh, the rest is history. Baruch Hashem. It's also hopefully the future, but it, <laughs> it, um, it, it, it's, it's one of the closest Negunim to my heart. I've been singing it for about a year and a half now, but I know that it's the first thing I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to share with the world. Song is called Miani. It is brand new. It is the very first of the Shlomo Katz 40 selections that he is releasing in honor of his 40th birthday. You are listening to JM and the AM. It's officially a new music alert with this Miani selection from Shlomo Katz here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Brand new Shlomo Cats. You're going to hear that phrase a lot over the next 40 weeks or so. <laughs> Brand new Shlomo Cats. Uh, there he is with the first of 40 songs in honor of his 40th birthday. Absolutely beautiful. By the way, I know, I know again, back to the technical stuff that I love focusing on, but, but I go through this just with general information. How frustrating is it when you're composing on Shabbat, something comes into your head and... <gasps> And then after Havdalah, you cannot figure out what that song was to get it to get it onto your phone as soon as possible. Now it I want to feels- tell you when it when it came to a list of things to remember on Shabbos, I had I had one of my kids who was designated remind me about these four <laughs> things. But I'm wondering, can you sing it to one of your daughters and say to her, "You got to remind me of this tune after Shabbos." <laughs> you are you are picking up on something that is one of the most torturous experiences that you can go through. If Shabbos, show. God forbid, can be torture. <laughs> It's it's crazy, you know my nigga. Um, oh, dee, da, die, die, die. oh yeah, that came down on a Friday night. <gasps> it's called Nigun Nevo because right. it's in Mitzvah Nevo. Right, Nevo. Came down at someone's Shabbos table Friday night. My dear friend Michael Brand. I was guest to be. I was guest chazan in his mishul that Shabbos. Came down Friday night at the Shabbos table, and I'm like, there's no way I'm letting go of this. I was chazan the next morning in shul, okay? First of all, I was up half the night singing it to myself. I woke up exhausted. I daven shachris and musaf. I sang that nigun for Kel Adam, for Kedusha, for Anim's Miros, for everything. Oh, my God. I had to sing it all day, and then I ran to a tape recorder, those ancient right. devices, <laughs> and... I thank God I sang it into the second after Shabbos, and I was like, okay. <laughs> one of the most stressful Shabbatot of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what tunes could do to you. You know, it's just yeah. unbelievable. People talk yeah. about earworms. It's amazing what what, what happens the opposite way, where you're trying to remember it, not trying to forget it. Unbelievable. Right. Uh, you're a yeah. resident of Efrat for how many years? What year did you move in? 2002. And that was your official Aliyah year? You you moved from the U.S.? No? We moved, we moved as a family in 1989 from Los Angeles oh, to right. Ranana. Oh, right. Of course. Right. We were in Ranana from 89 to 97. Right. And then I was back in L.A. more or less from 97 till 2002. And then I moved back to Israel in 2002 to learn for Smicha and Yeshivat HaMiftar by Rav Bravender. Did you feel uh, pressure in those five years that you may, and again, no judgments on anybody who's going through this, that you may end up, so to speak, staying in the diaspora? Like in that period of time, were you afraid that that might happen? Absolutely, but but it was for holy reasons. It was obviously for meaning I, I was going to stay because... Baruch Hashem, there's so much work to do. Right, there's yeah. so many yidin to Makarev, and of course that's what that, that's what happened. But I, but as as Baruch Hashem do, I give full credit to my parents Chinuch at home, as more as the more that the pulse of Am Yisrael and the future of Am Yisrael and where I want to raise a family uh, was in the center of my thoughts. So it, it it was not really that difficult of a decision to decide that it's time to come home and it's time to also there's another thing that really played a big role is that I started teaching but I realized that it's very I don't know it felt like where I was in LA I started teaching at a relatively young age 
but I realize I need to have real learning. I need to, I need to, ha- I need to have smicha. I need to have real learning. Right. And Baruch Hashem, I, I, I was listening to a, a shir from Reb Shlomo where he said, the world needs new rabbis today. And he said that. I said, oh, the world needs new rabbis. I went online looking for smicha programs and I found the, the eventual home, home spot for me. And it's been, it's been a dream come true. It's funny because, um, some people are are going to utilize this downtime where you know a lot of the jobs people had are not are now not happening and a lot of you know travel industry not uh-huh. a lot of people are going to be using this as training opportunities and and training means for rabbis also you know people who find themselves with a lot more free time because they're not taking care of the daily needs of a community this would be a perfect time to really hone their skills when it comes to Torah study etc so there are a lot of positives that come out um, you know, even from a time like this. And by the way, isn't it funny that you made this decision, your life went in that direction, and you end up in an era, thank God, where travel is, again, pre-pandemic. Travel is amazingly simple compared to prior times. And in addition to that, now with this system that we're speaking on, you know, you, you literally can be in Efrat in your home and have a musical and Torah influence on people around the world. It really is remarkable when you think about it. So in retrospect, if, if, if you were worried about reaching people, thank God, certainly from that angle, you made the right decision. Absolutely. Uh, and that's why when a friend of mine, uh, a sweet Rav, a friend of mine somewhere in America who I'm very close to, or at least I feel very close to, I hope he feels the same, <laughs> when I reached out to him a few weeks ago about coming home, so he said, because essentially it's going to boil down, it, it seems like it's going to boil down to just leaderships, you know, leadership taking initiative, like, Yep. Maybe like a hundred, hundred little Rabbi Riskins, yep. you know, reenactment of the, of what happened in the early eighties. But yep. I said to him, my, my chaver, how about, you know, show, like show and, and come home, show us, show, show your chaver. So he wrote me back. He said, look, I appreciate the sentiment. I really do. But I, I'm, I have it in my heart that I'm, he, I'm, I'm here to help as much as I can all this holy brothers and sisters that I could touch and bring Yiddishkeit to. I said to him, Brother, let's do that together. I will hold your bags. I will hold your sfarm. But let's make sure that we keep on traveling, but we always leave from Ben-Gurion and end up back at Ben-Gurion right. when our travels are done. Ah, uh, well said. By the way, on the vid- I got to ask you a question about that video because you actually released a video explaining the whole, you know, 40 um, and the 40 songs. And, and part of it, as you described, is happening in the Ukraine. I mean, it looks to me, I've never been there. You and I have discussed why I would never go there, but okay, that's not for now. <laughs> but you and I, but, but it seems to me from the video that it's literally as if you're stepping into the 1880s, 1890s with the, with the, that's what it is, right? I'm, I'm being, other than, yeah, absolutely. Other than Uman, that has been, uh, it, it looks very different than what it did. When it's it been modernized. Oh, yeah. I call it Vegas. It's like Spot meets Vegas. <laughs> Great. I love it's it. the wackiest place in the mamish mamish so it how far like, is where you were from there like how far is where in that footage i'm thinking of the footage in the video there that footage is mainly from medjibush and berdichev how far is that from uh from where of nachman is uh everything is more or less between two and three hour driving wow. everywhere, almost everywhere besides hadrich where the altar rebbe is that's like six hours another way but yeah, it, most of these places, you go there, you're transported in a second. It, it's not like you have to really work hard on imagining what it was like, especially in the winter. I mean, horse and buggy looks like the main mode of transportation. Absolutely. When they, they see when us, they see yeah. your bus go by, what on earth are they thinking when they see that thing uh, go by? <laughs> well, they're thinking, 
<laughs> they're thinking money. Right. <laughs> they're thinking here's an opportunity, right? They're thinking money, but it's uh, they're used to it now. There are trips. I mean, uh, when 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 the, the gates of travel are open, there are trips happening there almost right. um, every other day. Yeah, we have to pray for our brothers and sisters in that industry because I hope it comes back soon because a lot of people are suffering financially because of the oh, yeah. loss of all of that. Shlomo Katz oh, yeah. with us. Now, I'm going to wrap up this conversation with the song that I want you to open my 40th birthday celebration with. Okay, would that be all right? <laughs> Back to the future, sure. Whoa, Shlomo, wait a second. You're a, you're a guest here, Shlomo Katz. <laughs> I don't feel like a guest. You make me feel at home. What can I do? It's my own fault, huh? It's your fault. <laughs> this is the song that I've chosen for you to open my um a 40th birthday celebration as i take this opportunity to wish you a yom who led the tzameach it is a great gift i know we owe you a gift but the truth is this is a great gift that you're giving to the jewish world with one song down and 39 to go thank you thank you so much <laughs> thank you Nachum. big hug to you uh, big hug is right and thanks so much for joining us uh you know what song it is everybody of course one of my favorites Yismach Melech. This is how Shlomo Katz is going to be opening up the Nahum Siegel 40th birthday <laughs> celebration event that you're all invited to. Hey, Shlomo, if I'm already in, in this world of fantasy, I may as well invite everybody to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? And here it is for you at JM in the AM with major thanks to Shlomo Katz. Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. Yes, mach melech be
Lomo Katz, what a conversation, what a morning. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best. Check out kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code RADIO.